0: I think it's very profound i think this is the time of us reconnecting our ancestry and remembering who like where we came from and the land we used to live on and all of that so like yeah i think it's really rich and powerful to know your ancestors to have proof of what you know in your heart like that is potent
1: Hello, hello, High Vibin' It homies. Welcome back to another episode of one of your favorite podcasts, High Vibin' It. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new, welcome. We are here to help you live your best life, raise your vibration, feel better, manifest your dreams, love yourself through the process, heal all the things that can be healed in one's journey and Yeah, not even that that's possible. I don't know why I said that, but we're talking about healing usually pretty much every single episode. Um, I'm sure we'll dive into a little bit of that today with our fabulous guest, Miss Carrie Hummingbird, who is so amazing, so awesome. I can't wait for you guys to learn more about her. Lindsay and I are already friends with her because she had us on her podcast. So make sure you go over to the Soul Nectar Show, um, listen to her podcast, find our episodes there. And yeah, she's a medicine woman. She's a mentor. She's the author of Love is Fierce and the Second Wave. And she's all around just a high vibrational, beautiful human. So we're really excited to have you on, Carrie. Thanks for joining us. I'm excited to be here
0: because we've already had conversations about you each on my podcast. So I'm like, all right, I already
1: know you. I mean, this is great. Yes, it's going to be extra fun for that reason. We do love a good podcast swap.
2: Yeah, and it's always fun to get to know the guests on the other side of the screen as well because we're used to having people come on and like asking them questions about themselves, but it's very cool to get you you as an interviewer too. So like I feel like we just know you on a whole other level and you're just so delightful and so sunshiny (laughs) and like magical and I'm very excited to talk to you. So this is going to be really, really fun. For those that don't know, uh, where do you come from? Like what got you started on this road? What does your journey look like? Just give us, give us what you feel called to tell us about kind of how you got here. Well, the funniest thing that came in right when you said that was Pleiades. <laughs> your your eyes went like, so big. Where did like, she oh, really
1: come from? Where
2: did she come from? Uh, I'm pretty sure it came from Pleiades. Um, so we all have that in common because <laughs> yeah. all, all, all three of us at one point have discovered that about ourselves.
0: Yeah, so that's I mean essentially that's like the root of the situation. Um, I think that in this dimension, in <laughs> this particular incarnation, on this
2: plane of existence,
0: on this plane of existence, uh, I came in through Dallas, Texas, through a wonderful, amazing human being that I call Mom, and um, had like a an interesting first five year journey of discovering what makes people have conflict and scary stuff happens. And, you know, relationships are tricky and, you know, being a little child in that situation was really scary. And so, uh, you know, my life journey has been about reclaiming my innocence, reclaiming my joy. I'm so glad that you said I'm delightful because I actually aim to be delightful. There's, um, you know, a lot of people maybe haven't learned about the gene keys yet. I'm not sure about your audience, but G-E-N-E-K-E-Y-S. And in my gene keys, I have the shadow of seriousness <laughs> like in my culture, which is like how I manifest prosperity. Um, and when I'm really serious, I don't manifest very much prosperity (laughs) because that energetic makes people want to run away. So I've been practicing, you know, being delighted. I've been practicing allowing the energy of delight be present within me. Even though when I look around the world, I see a lot of serious stuff that really touches my heart and cracks me open. Uh, So I am practicing delight in the midst of all of that pain and suffering and seriousness And I figure if I'm meant to carry the energy of delight for my own prosperity, I'm pretty sure that means I'm carrying it for everyone's prosperity. So if I don't carry it and I succumb to seriousness, then nobody's going to be delighted. And that is a sucky existence uh, on earth. So I'm just going to have to just go for it and be as delighted as I can be no matter what's going on. Because there's a lot of stuff
2: going on, as we all know. Mm -hmm. I love that we use the same word. (laughs) <laughs> I think you are, you're absolutely delightful. So yeah, that, that is interesting. I, I don't, uh, I don't know, Kelsey, do I call a lot of people delightful? Do I say no. delightful a lot? It's interesting I, I that you say-
1: chose that word specifically. I would say you're yeah. picking up the vibe and I love how intentionally how intentional you are about it, because I'm sure a lot of people could easily assume, oh, that's just her personality. Oh, that's just how she is. But she'd be out here working for this, y'all. That's the power (laughs) of living intentionally. You can change your whole vibe, your whole life, your whole point of attraction um, just by having one beautiful intention like that. And I'm sure you have obviously a million others, but it's cool that we got to zoom in on this one. Tell us a little bit more about your medicine womanhood and how that came to be and um, what that means, because not everyone knows what that means. So maybe dive into also the definition. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in this life,
0: I've really been called by Native American tradition and earth spirituality. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, there was this and I'm like 54 or so reference point. Um, when I was a kid, there was a commercial on TV that had this native American man. And he was talking about pick up the trash people. Like you're making me sad. There's tears running down my cheeks, you know, cause you're littering. And that really touched me. I was like, I resonate. I see that. I feel that like this guy's authentic and real. And I was really called and I was wanting to go to these powwows. And my mom and dad were like, why are you, why do you want to do that? That's so weird. You're not raised that way but actually my ancestry is Cherokee. And, um, you know, as many people who are, who know the lore of their family system that they are native American, but don't have proof. um, I I resonate with that, it's been quite a journey to unlock, connect with my ancestors without like a third dimensional channel that says, hey, you're related to this person, um, or you're part of our tribe. No, I had like, third dimensionally, they're like, we don't know what you're talking about, but etherically I was connecting with my ancestors after a wonderful healing. So long story short, yeah, for many lifetimes, I've been practicing being a medicine person and, um, bringing medicine of the heart to this plane of existence and to earth, to humanity. And this is a lifetime where I get to Integrate everything I've learned and do it from this particular body, which for some people are super triggering. You know, if they are in a Native American body this time that looks brown, you know, they might look at me and go, what the fuck? you know, you're culturally like, ma But actually, that's a challenge in this lifetime is to go, you know, it's like get beyond your current incarnation, get beyond your current skin. Your current skin is only part of you. You've lived like thousands of lifetimes. So in this life, it's really been waking up to that, remembering that and embodying it courageously and moving forward with every step and not knowing what's going to happen next. And luckily enough, or just synchronistically enough in the last month, I got my DNA proof. So I'm like, I knew it the whole time, you know, but now it's like, yes, you know, like here it is you know, and, and nothing can stop love and nothing can stop truth. And, you know, being a medicine person for me is all about love and truth and bringing that back into our hearts and humanity, the way we talk to each other, the way we work with the planet and realizing that we're all one, that everything is all connected from the perspective of being an, an earth being. So that's, that's kind of, for me, what being a medicine woman's about.
2: Yeah. Did you, did you grow did your parents acknowledge that you have this in your DNA or do they have no idea? My mom did, but she's a genie. she did genealogy for
0: the family yeah. and she got blocked. She got dead-ended using yeah. third dimensional means. She could not find it. So this is the funny part. This is like the most beautiful, precious moment is that she was trying to do it. She couldn't do it. And she's like, Well, I just give up. And then here I come out and I'm like, No, I'm Cherokee. I know it in my heart, like my whole heart's going Cherokee, Cherokee, Cherokee. You know, like yeah. and I'm just like, I've got to reconnect with this. And I had lots of help along the way. I work with the the Caro people in um in South. America and Peru, and they helped me to reawaken this connection, you know, this knowing of myself, so that then did all the pieces start to fall into place. So I had bought this. My ancestors told me go look on Amazon a Native American um, DNA DNA test. I was like, okay, I'm to yes. Native American DNA test, and so I go up on Amazon. There it is, and I I put my swab and everything. So I got the results as I was sitting in my mom's living room. I was getting ready to go to the jungle on retreat, and she's taking my cat, so I was bringing my kitty cat for her to take care of. And I just check my email. All of a sudden I see, I'm like, mom, I think this is it. And I yeah. opened it up and I'm scanning, scanning. And she was there for the moment of like, yes,
2: finally, here it is. And she, so your mom knows then, because I, I also do genealogy. I'm a genealogist. And most of the time, like my, my dad was like, yeah, we have a Chippewa somewhere in the back, you know, in there. Nope. Most of the time it's just lore. It's just It's just uh, something that they say. And I'm so happy that in your case, it actually because it's not normal for it to actually be true. It's one of those things that people just say and believe down the lines. But that is actually exactly how I felt when I found out how Scottish I was. I've always, Kelsey knows this. I even brought it up on another podcast. Like, guys, I've been vindicated. I am like 30% Scottish. Whereas before when I took the DNA test, it was like nothing. It didn't even show up. I was like, come on. I know this is true. Like, I know it is. You cannot tell me that I'm not. And then, of course, as more people took the test and the results became more, um, I guess, not accurate, but more, they had more of a sample size to, to do this from. Yep, for sure. I got it in my blood and I just felt like so validated that what I felt in my bones was actually like true so not so much on you know the Native American that's like very profound but just in a small way in my little Scottish way I think oh, it's I think very, it's very, I think very, it's very
0: profound I've, yeah. this is the time of us reconnecting our ancestry yes and remembering who, like where we came from and the land we used to live on and all of that. So like, yeah, I think it's really rich and powerful to know your ancestors, to have proof of what you know in your heart, like that is potent, you know, and you have to get to the place where you're like, I know what I know in my heart, my bones, I don't need validation. My ancestors talk to me in my body. They say, you cannot take your blood from you. You know, nobody can take your blood, but
2: to have it in a like validated
0: is actually pretty sweet
2: yeah because I was like am I am I actually crazy like do I just want to believe this and I even to the point where I was like no if if God herself told me that you are not Scottish I'd be like you know what God thank you for your input, but I think I am <laughs> like, I was so sure. And just to have, to have it, it, it is, there's, it's a very good feeling. So I, I definitely resonate with you on that and how cool that you were able to actually go and get the support you needed to reawaken that kind of um, that, that, I don't know if it would be dormant DNA or lost DNA, but that reawakening must've felt amazing as well.
0: Yeah. And I've actually connected with, um, and I talk about this in the inner medicine book, but I've done a lot of work over the last uh, 10 years, reintegrating an aspect of myself that is also my ancestor um, from the Cherokee, from the trail of tears. And he was a medicine man. He was a peacekeeper. And, and so in the, in the inner medicine book, I was doing this reconciliation of the trail of tears. I went up to um, Oklahoma and I sat on the land and I felt all my feelings and I did healing work on it.
2: It's a little bit coming up right now. So I'm just, gonna yeah, look. dude, I got full
0: body bump, goosebumps. Yeah.
2: That was oh, how incredible.
0: It was a lot of acceptance that divine mother never makes mistakes. So even if it seems horrid, what's happening, if it seems unfathomable, if it seems like, how can this be true? How can people do this? And we're seeing this in the world today and in the Holy land. Right. So I, I had to do a lot of reconciliation. I chose to, and when I when I did this channeling of my ancestor, who was also me, he his gratitude for me was so profound. like the grand the granddaughter I dreamed six generations from now remembers me. The granddaughter I dreamed six generations from my death has a fire in her heart and she's reawakening it. And that is so beautiful to me. And when I channeled those words, I just, you can imagine, I, I mean, I, I'm tearing up now. I was like, so, so much grief and so much joy at the same time
2: poured through me. It was powerful. Ooh. Wow. I'm getting secondhand. I'm basking in the glow over here. <laughs> I feel I'm just, I'm so inspired to I you want to believe that, right? You want to believe that your ancestors are going to look at you and be like, yeah, that's what I did this for. Or, that's what I envisioned or that's better than I ever imagined would happen and I really do believe that for a lot of us, especially women. I'm especially women our matriarchs b- before us are just like, wow. You you do what? You do what for money? <gasps> and you you're successful? What is that word? <laughs> you know like <laughs> and you have kids and you do Like, I just think that for, for all of us individually, uniquely to, to understand our lives through the, through the eyes of our ancestors might just give us the perspective we need to be like, you know what? You're actually doing really great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We forget, we forget how blessed we are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is like all the cage doors have been opened for so many of us and we're still inside the cage. Yeah. Invisible cages all around. Yeah. You know, just, and it's like, they're like, get out of the cage. We didn't
2: do all this for you to sit there in comfort and, and caging, yeah. like, which is kind of what we talked about when I was on your show, right? Is that how do we step out of that stuff that we've just known that we don't even know that we're just running on autopilot from generations and from how things have always, the way things have always been done. Um, Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people do ancestral work, but I find that they It's a little bit blaming
0: and shaming. And what I just want to encourage is perspective and context that, you know, that we're all alive here because of the determination of our ancestors to still love in the face of fear. We are here because our ancestors said, I'm not giving up. A matter of fact, I'm going to bring life into this strange world. I'm going to bring life. And I'm going to do my best to love and cherish and uphold, and I'm going to create religions and institutions to help remind me, you know, I'm going to, and, and yes, is it flawed? Absolutely. We're looking at what's going on in the Holy Land. It's flawed, but it is also beautiful that intention and the, the devotion to life. That is like, that's why
1: we're all alive here. Cause there was devotion to life. Mm, that's powerful. Hey, hi, vibin' it, homies. It's your homegirl, Kelsey, here. Have you ever felt like you're stuck in the daily grind and looking for a simple and therapeutic way to elevate your life? Well, I've got something super special for you. Introducing the 1111 Club, my new Etsy shop, and your go-to destination for transformative, downloadable, and printable journals. Imagine unlocking the secrets to a positive money mindset, diving deep into transformative shadow work, and manifesting your best year yet with my New Year Manifestation Journal. These journals are crafted and channeled by yours truly to guide you on your journey to living a best life. Many of the prompts and exercises you'll find inside the journals are tools I personally use and tools that I use with my high-paying clients that you can now access for only eleven, eleven a journal. And as a special treat for our podcast listeners, enjoy an exclusive 30% off on all journals right now. Yes, you heard that right, 30% off. Just use the code HVI30 at checkout. Don't miss out on the chance to transform your life one page at a time. Head over to the 1111 Club on Etsy right now. Your journey to a better you starts here. And as always, I've linked to the shop in the show notes. Happy journaling. Devotion to life. Tattoo it on your forehead, y'all. You heard it here first. Um. Okay, let's see. Where do I want to take this conversation? Well, I wanted to say, I wanted to comment before I move on that, yes to everything and also to add on to that like i think we forget that our ancestors gave us so much more than just trauma right ancestral trauma yeah. ancestral trauma ancestral trauma is like buzzword of the healing times right now it's like yeah and they also gave you your wisdom and they also gave you your gifts and they also gave you your life literally your
2: whole life <laughs> so yeah, I think things so had much to go more. right do you know how many things had to go yeah. perfectly right for you to be listening to this podcast right now. Do you know how many disasters didn't happen so that you could be born? I have so many stories. You just scratch the surface of your genealogy if you can. There are, I guarantee you, there are so many stories of almost dying (laughs) to where you wouldn't even be here. Almost just getting away, just not being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like it's Guys, we are miracles. Like, I know it's so cheesy, but everybody listening to this, everybody on the podcast, everybody you come into contact with today, so many things had to go right. And and I completely agree, Kels, that we always talk about, oh, well, I must have, this must be an ancestral thing, or it must be a pattern that I need to break. But like, think of all the things, the gifts that you have it had to come from somewhere, right? Definitely had to come from somewhere.
0: Yeah, all the love, the devotion, and the and the determination to not give up. I mean, that's where we come from, you know. And we are our ancestors. I just want to remind everyone: Mm -hmm. zoom out, (laughs) zoom out a little. Like
2: made from your
0: ancestors. Yeah, yeah, you were made of our ancestors. And if you believe in multiple lifetimes, that it takes longer than one lifetime to learn this Earth thing. Let's be realistic about that. Like. You're, you know how hard your life is. You're not learning this in one lifetime, right? Yeah. Like we have multiple lifetimes. You're your own ancestor. We are the ancestors that created all that mess. Ugh. That's us. <laughs> well, so, and
2: so my, my husband comes from the same, uh, me and Kelsey talk about this. My husband comes from the same kind of ancestral background as, as Kelsey's to an extent, you know, they talk about how similar it is and he had to come to terms with discovering, obviously he is indigenous and Spanish, right? So He's both, he is the conqueror and the conqueree. And it's like, he did have a moment where he was like, how do I come to terms with this? Like, this is so interesting. And it is one of those things, like we are made of the good guys and the bad guys, you know, in terms of conflict, like we are all made of that. Every one of us is probably a product of the the R word, you know, (laughs) great. (laughs)
1: <laughs> laughing not at the r word i'm laughing because i had the same moment of distress like did you really and i was supposed to be brown and my blood <laughs> painted by all these foreign whites coming in conquering <laughs> raping pillaging doing all things to my magic my yeah. people but then I just think you know like my people also did bad things to each other and everyone's right. done bad things to everyone so like who's to blame and I'm just gonna own my role as a rainbow child I literally have DNA from every single continent on this yep. earth
2: so I cannot pick sides I cannot pick so sides. Does, I yeah every- so does my husband he has like <laughs> 17 or 18 different like categories and I have like three or four <laughs> it's ridiculous but it's also like that's a beautiful thing you you have you have a uh, gifts from all of them, you know.
0: Yeah, and we are the rainbow children. I'm glad that you brought that in. You know, that's what the second wave book is all about. Is that those of us that said this stuff going, you know, going on on Earth has gotten a fractal down into some bad stuff. Like, let's refractalize this. <laughs> like, let's come down and incarnate and be love and reset. Because really, this whole thing is a it is a fractal and it's a repeating. Like whatever you set in motion keeps going right yeah. within the container of your life and your ancestry. So we set some stuff in emotion that hmm, we're looking back going, hmm, did I really mean to set that emotion? I think I'd like to redo that. And so this is our redo, you know, so most, many of us came in, To reset and redo and reprogram and rewire, but not in a sense of like blaming and shaming ourselves or our ancestors, but just like, oh, we now see that that was unproductive or we learned a lot from that, but now we're ready to have a new experience, Mm -hmm. something different. And we're kind of done repeating those patterns because they played out now. So we want to try something new. So the rainbow children are all the people and all the different you know, continents, all the different colors and all the different stars. And. You know, I believe a lot of us starseeds came down and said, hmm, let's reset this and let's show, let's show it how it's done. You know, like kind of like this, like let, when I see people dancing and, and bringing in their light language on Instagram or wherever and singing and doing like all these amazing displays of love in the middle of fear, I just get so happy. I mean, that I am delighted by that.
2: Oh, how do you I recognize everything about this conversation? I know. I know this is good. How do you recognize a rainbow child?
0: Well, the second wave book, when I was channeling that um, back in 2019 in the spring, uh, it was predicting what was going to happen in 2020, but I, had, I didn't, know. <laughs> didn't know. I was No, I was still, I mean, that was on my path, but I wasn't like, you know how the path unfurls and I was still in kind of a lot of ignorance and doubt and confusion, but I was able to channel. So I was like, oh, let me channel this text. And uh, what came through for me was that my experience was very typical of a rainbow star seed. You know, my experience was I'm all alone. Um, I'm like surrounded by people that are not like me. There's maybe one other person that guess what I'm talking about, but like a lot of people don't get what I'm saying. And I feel like the ball out, you know, just weirdo. And it's like you walk into a party and everyone's drunk and they've been drunk for a really long time and they're falling down on themselves and acting in really unproductive ways. And you're walking in like, what happened in here? You know, like you're kind of, you're sober. Why are you wearing a lampshade on your head? <laughs> you're like, what's going on here? So it's that confusion, you know, like as a little kid, I was, I was like, why are people so mean to each other? I was just, I had all these questions and not a lot of answers except that's just the way it is. Get a thicker skin, you know, stuff like that. That wasn't helpful for me. So that experience is common, you know, to star seeds. And when I've done subsequent, I'm not sure this came out in that book, but later on, that what came out to me was that most soul pods come down together. So, most soul pods come to this plane of existence as a unit and then they travel along family lines together and they swap places. So, this time I'm your mom, next time I'm your kid. Yeah. So, that's how most of them work. And they, you can feel it like they kind of belong to each other and they know it, you know? And then the starseed uh, pod, the rainbow pod came down, and we all went to different places in the world by ourselves or with just like one or two other kind of people in our periphery that were kind of watching out for us or understood. And the second wave is the second wave of us. The first wave, just think what they went through. They really had to bushwhack. Like they, nobody understood them, you know? So at least the second wave, we have the ability to use our voices, we have podcasts, we're able to write books. People are listening, they're waking up, they're understanding a little bit more what we're saying. And the more of us that say it, the more they go, I think that might be true. You know? So we are, we're like, we're supposed to be planted all around the world. And then now in the last, if you've noticed, like in the last probably three years since 2020, we've really been connecting and we are having all these amazing conversations that are going out into the public space And for mainstream, you know, for all those other soul pods that are with their own units kind of locked into their curriculums are like waking up to this. So it's been a hard journey. You know, if you've been a second wave person, you you know, you have been basically isolated from most of your tribe and may have wondered, why am I all alone on this planet? How come nobody else is like me, but now we're entering that phase when you can realize I'm not alone. Actually, my tribe has been there the whole time doing the same thing I'm doing, but in different details in different places with different families. And now we're coming together and it's like homecoming to me. It feels really good. It's like joyous, you know, cause we're reuniting, reuniting, and it feels so good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was saying yes. it in my head and then you sang it out loud. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. So I can hear this question and I have to ask it for everyone. So our podcast obviously has many people listening who are light workers, who are medicine people, who are coaches, who are healers, and also just all the self healers out there. You don't have to be healing anybody but yourself to be included in these people that I'm talking to and talking about. I guess my question is to weave all these pieces together of what we've been talking about. How can we call on and access our ancestors more specifically to help us supporting like the reprogramming and the restructuring and the raising of the vibes and the healing of ourselves and the planet how can we call on our ancestors and get their help for that because everyone listening to this podcast obviously has some sort of mission along those lines and i'm sure now everyone's super inspired to connect more to their ancestors and their ancestry so do you have any like favorite practices or ways that you connect with your ancestors these days yeah, actually a
0: really awesome tip that I learned in my training with, uh, you know, the people from the Caro, from the people that taught me that, which was actually Alberto Vialdo. So anybody that knows the four Winds Life body school is steeped in that Carol medicine from the Andes. And so when I took that training, one of the things that really, um, helped me out a lot, well, a couple of things, but one thing was an ancestral altar. So making an ancestral altar is so beautiful and yummy And the reason it's also really great is so you can kind of control some of the feedback that you're getting from your ancestors and some of the communication and it might be overwhelming from time to time. Like it's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing it, it's fine. (laughs) So when you create an altar, it's a space that you can just go meet with them intentionally. Like I'm honoring you here. I'm holding space for you. I'm creating a little channel in my space for you to come through and talk to me. And I'm going to listen when I come to this space and light my candle and I'm going to open to you. So ten
2: would recommend, I have one. It's amazing.
0: Even if you don't know who your ancestors are, because in my case, we kind of knew the last person and we had her name, like on the Cherokee side, but like we didn't necessarily, sorry, we didn't necessarily know that, um, you know, who was before that or how are we going to connect? Right. So I just put her name, right? In and in a, I have an ancestral box that I put all the names I know. And then I just put crystals and intentions. Like I just want to connect with you. Yeah. And, and like the altar, I put flowers at mine, you know, you can place whatever you like there to make it beautiful. So that's something that I do. Um, and then, you know, obviously if you can visit the land where your ancestors lived, I think that's really powerful. I visited the Smoky Mountains, and I sat by the river and I drummed my drum. And I really just felt the ancestors coming out of the woods and just gathering around me. I could just feel it. And that's a really also a really powerful thing to do is to connect that way. And um there was another thing that was coming to me. What was that? I think just setting the intention, you know, I'm open. I want to reconnect. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. you know there's all kinds of ancestral healing work you can do you can get meditations to guide you to connect you can you know you can visit sacred spaces you can do the altar you can make prayers on a daily basis like there's a lot of ways in and you know i in my own um support of my students in inner medicine training i take them on ancestral journeys so we go to the underworld we have a guide that helps support us to navigate the underworld And we have a space where the ancestors gather and then it's really getting quiet and listening to what they have to say. And it's forgiveness. It's really forgiving them. So, Oh, that was the other piece embodiment. So as you embody your ancestral stuff's automatically going to come up like ancestors that had traumas. Like I had an ancestor, I have an ancestor who had 13 children as a migrant farm worker. And she got into a space, as you can imagine, where she's like, I don't like men or sex. Like, I don't want it anymore. You know, because every time I this he does this, I, you know, I'm not wanting it because I know another baby's going to come and I'm overwhelmed and burdened and I, I'm insane right now. I can't do it. So that came through a lot of my journey, you know, like resistance to sexual intimacy made it really hard for me to open up with my partner and welcome sex, especially during my healing phase. So that has been, you know, healing her trauma in my body as it lives on in my body and my attitudes. I actually like, and it's an ongoing thing. It unpeels itself. So I went to um, Peru to uh, dieta for ten days, working with a sacred plant called ayahuasca, which is all about, you know, healing your sexuality, healing your vital energy. Um, awakening your Kundalini force and strengthening your boundaries. And on that medicine, one day I w- I took it. You know, I, you can want to throw up on it just just cause it's foreign, and you might have resistance to it. And so one day I was like, am I am I going to throw up? And my body's like, no. And a second later, this thought came through: I hate men. And I went, Wah! and I just totally yuked it all up. So like. <laughs> Sometimes you're, you know, you get a little fable because you're about to uke it up, you know, and the thing you need to release is that belief system that came through the ancestry started as a fractal, a really powerful fractal from a really, you know, uncomfortable, painful, burdensome experience. And so it got planted and it just grew down your DNA line.
2: Hey, Lindsay here. Have you seen what's new inside my Align Your Mind membership? Members already get instant access to my best hypnotherapy audios, mindset hacks, manifesting methods, and more on demand right at their fingertips. But now when you join AYM, you'll also get a major VIP level upgrade with my brand new goal-focused hypnotherapy toolkits. These toolkits inside AYM are carefully curated hypnotherapy bundles designed with your specific goals in mind. Whether you desire to call in more money consistently, get out of the mindset rut that you're in, renew your passion and confidence, manifest with more ease and power, cultivate more self-love and inner knowing, or finally release the burdens from your past and heal, once your subconscious mind is on board with your goal, it's a done deal, and that's what my toolkits are designed to do for you. So if you're ready to rewire your mind, release what's holding you back, and manifest your desires with ease, the AYM membership is where it's at. Just hit the link in the episode description and start embodying your highest potential. Mm, That makes so much sense, and I'm glad you
1: brought that up because I think Sometimes people feel like, oh, I have to explore all everything that happened in my past lives, I have to consciously know like all my ancestral trauma in order to fix it. And it's like, no, if it's meant for you to deal with, it'll be a personal problem for you. (laughs) It will come up in real time in this lifetime. Uh, it might not look exactly the same, but it's you're doing the magic just by doing your own stuff too. So don't yeah. be like, oh, I have to do all this past life exploration or I have to know everything about my ancestors. Cause like you're not going to be able to know all of that. But anything that's coming up for you now, cheats so far, It didn't maybe it didn't always start just like five minutes ago. Maybe it started a little yeah. further back. In
0: the- and if you want to activate it, just like have some hopes and dreams
2: yeah right
0: (laughs) be a person just have a good idea and see what happens
2: with how you feel about that
0: (laughs) have some hopes and dreams and make a bid for power to make it happen and then watch what
2: happens Mm -hmm. yeah that is amazing real quick about the ancestral altar so i made mine for uh dia de los muertos because my Mm. my kids are half mexican and it would be really fun. So we made one and I only knew at the time my, my paternal side. So I had the picture of my grandparents and everybody. uh, And I, for fun, I was like, kids, why don't you write a little note and offer it to the ancestral altar and, you know, see what, and my seven-year-old wrote, thank you for bringing us to life. Thank you for making us alive or something. And he put Mm -hmm. it on the altar and it's still there. And it's like my favorite thing on the altar right now, because it's just so cute. And I didn't prompt them to do anything, but I thought it was, it would be really fun to like get them involved. And it's, I don't know if it's in a good spot. I chose to put it in my like living room area so that they could have access to it as well and see their ancestors when they want to. And uh, I think no matter how you integrate it, the the key is to do it in a way that feels good, in a way that you have good vibes about. Like when I look at it, I really get good warm fuzzy vibes and if I didn't then that would probably tell me I need to move it or do something different with it or but when I yeah as long as you can connect with it and feel good about where it is and what you're doing and it doesn't matter what you put on there for some people I don't have photos I so like my kids will find rocks or shells and we'll put those and like make it cute but but yeah, I think, oh, and I give them coffee. <laughs> I like pour them a fresh cup of coffee because my grandma and grandpa loved coffee. I don't know about the rest of them, but I know my grandparents did. So I'll like pour them coffee and then I'll have coffee and we'll like cheers. It's kind of cute. I don't know. It's,
0: it's kind of like leaving cookies for Santa. You a know? little bit. Yeah, it's, like, it's got a you know, nice vibe. That's probably where that tradition came from, you know, is, is oh, honoring yeah. the ancestors.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, do what feels good for you, but I think it's a great idea. It's always a good idea to help you connect in that way. I need to make one. I don't have like an official
1: one. I have in
2: my entryway, uh, the deep listeners know
1: that in my entryway, I have a huge Mm -hmm. black and white canvas, a photo of my mom's dad, my grandpa, who I never met in this life because he passed away young. But I feel really connected to him. Like he was such a badass. He was some kind of admiral in the Mexican Navy. Uh, They traveled throughout the U.S. a lot. Friends with the Kennedys, like high ranking, super cool, super suave, good looking guy, really smart, really ambitious. And he like was a bullfighter for fun. That was like one of his hobbies, just all around general badass doing badassery things. Performer, showman, fun dad, like a funny guy and I just connect with him so much even though I've never met him and every day when I come in through my front door I'm like what up and we, uh, it's a picture of it's him It's a pretty awesome it's really picture cool. of him it's, it's yeah. really cool it's him with like the thing oh that's awesome an and uh yeah say what you want about bullfighting I don't agree with it either but we can all agree that it was pretty badass I think
2: know. if I had yeah. an ancestor who is in the middle of a like a like a movie shot like a badass movie screenshot of both I think I would <laughs> Put it up on my wall. Right? Just, right, right.
1: I think it's cool. I mean, I don't think bullfighting is cool, but I think it's no. cool that he did it. And um, yeah, so I need to make like an actual altar with everybody else. And then I have like in my, in my closet where I get dressed every day, I have like a little thing of my grandma and I just like say hi to her in the morning. So I got them scattered, but I think it would be nice yeah. to have a collective- a unison place for all the peeps and to call in more people than just the ones that I know because I feel like there's more that like want to come in and help but I just like only connect with the ones I know
2: well and here's here's a tool that I just discovered like uh, I think I told maybe me and Kelsey maybe I did one for you once but for those that are watching, and if you're not watching, it's called Ancestral Tarot. Mm. I love, I love this book. I love this book so much because it gives you different spreads you can do, or you can just like feel into it, but it's a great way to use just a regular Rider weight tarot deck and, uh, and connect with, you know, who wants to come through today? Who's going to help me out? And obviously love and light only, but you know, you set your intention and then you pull a card and that's who's going to come through for you. Kelsey, did we do one for you? We did. We I did. don't remember exactly what came up, but we've definitely worked with <laughs> yeah. it before. Yeah. But every time I've done it, I want to cry. Like not many things give me the feels and yeah. I like have a physical reaction. But every time I do this tarot, I'm like, oh my God, how did you know guys? Huh? And I like start to melt. And so it's- Because so- they watch us all the time.
0: And plus they live inside of us. You know, that's the thing is it's, it's they an- live in us.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Ancestral Tarot and the author of that book, if you want to come on the show, that'd be cool. I'm just saying,
1: do you guys ever personal funny question? Do you guys ever feel like you're being watched by your ancestors in like real time and you're just like, oh, don't watch me, like doing something awkward? <laughs> All
0: the time. I do so <laughs> I do lots of awkward things. I just, you know, like one thing my husband and I do is we just we just say, um, if we're gonna be intimate, we just put up a screen and we're like, no looking.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like
0: grandma, well, nice turn away.
2: Time, grandma. You know? turn like, away. I could tell you for damn sure when I'm dead, I'm not gonna be watching my descendants do it. It's hey, just not you a might thing be bored. I would want It's to like do. the TV so, flipping so through. So <laughs> I can like respect the fact that most of my ancestors are probably not interested. I will say <laughs> I do I do talk to them so often that it's probably, if you were to watch me <laughs> my house, like put a secret camera, you'd be like, who is this girl? What is she doing? Because like, okay, last night I was telling Kelsey, my cat saved me from a scorpion. Long story short, mm. after it was deceased, my husband came in and, Definitely got rid of it, but I was thinking about how people, how how this is a thing that people eat. My cat ate one before. Like people eat them, and I just was like, "You guys, <laughs> on the altar." and I'm like, "Can you guys believe this?" Like I can't imagine eating a scorpion. I didn't say it in that sentence, but like the intention of like engaging them in a conversation like I do it all the time I'm doing my my family tree I'm doing my genealogy work I'm actively speaking to them and I know that that's weird and I know that I'm not going to (laughs) change I'm going to keep that's okay (laughs) yeah I really really do yeah I talk to them all the time I think it's good it helps me you know feel connected to them and when I feel connected to my ancestors I really do feel better so whatever it whatever it is that makes you feel better
0: Yeah, we can, you know, during shamanic healing, we can connect, you know, when a person comes in, sometimes what's um, the source, the root is something that happened to an ancestor two, three, four, five, six generations back. And we can call that ancestor forward. We can get some information about it. And then we can ask you, you know, would you like a healing? You know, and a lot of times, you know, Yes, please. You know, yeah, because like, you can only heal something when you're incarnated, you know? So if you're in yeah. the etheric realm, you can't do anything about it until you're physical matter, which is why embodiment is so important. Like a lot of people ask, like, why is embodiment? Why is that important? Because I don't really want to be in that heavy earth suit. I'd rather like hover outside my body and just kind of like put a finger in there to keep it moving. But I don't really want to get all the way into that glove, put a
1: finger in there.
0: you know, it's like, <laughs> But you know, if you, if you get all the way in, you get some sort of reconciliation with your ancestry. And just imagine that as you heal things inside of you that originated two, three, four, five, six generations back, that those energies that ancestry comes online for you in an even stronger way, and yeah. it's like you got a like ancestry army at your back. You know, like you walk into a space, you're not alone. You have all your ancestors with you. I think Maya Angelou said something about this. About when she enters the stage, she brings all of her ancestors with her, and I, that really touched me when I heard that. And I, I was like, well, wouldn't it be nice to have that much support, you know, for my life? And I think what gets in the way for many people where that is, if they had a bad experience with the previous generation, which is why I wrote the book, healing the mother wound. So, you know, it's important to heal our relationships, especially with our mothers and fathers so that we are reconciled with, um, how things went down that we don't, we're not in the victim game of projecting out and blaming and shaming because that puts a block, a kink in the flow of life. So what you want to do is like, he'll reconcile that, accept everything that your ancestry brought to you as a fractal, as part of a fractal system that you chose to incarnate into and bring healing to it. So the river can flow, you know, when the river stopped up, it's all gunky and, you know, we've seen the results of that. So we want to, we want to release the flow and, and clear it out. We don't want to live in a swamp. We want to live in like a nice clean ocean and a clean, pristine, you know, running water over the rocks, beautiful waterfalls, you know, we want to create that, not like a gunky swamp where we're holding on to all these resentments
1: (laughs) and then getting sick, you know, beautiful. Uh, That's so good. Carrie, this is so fun. We could literally talk all day, but for sake of being on time, which (laughs) we never are. So I'm really being intentional about it. I would love to wrap up the episode by just letting everyone know where they can work with you, how they can work with you, where they can read your books, how they can absorb more of your wisdom, your medicine. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So Carrie hummingbird.com K E R R I
0: hummingbird.com is the website. And if you're listening a special gift, how about that? Yay. It, yeah. Well, you can get a, a whole meditation pack uh, at carriehemmingbird.com forward slash inner medicine. That's available. And in addition to that, I'll offer a special thing if you just you sign up for that and then email me, because you'll get my email when you sign up. Then email me back and say, Carrie, you promised me a free Audible of one of your books, and I want this one. So just tell me which one it is. I'll email you the code, and you can go claim your Audible, and you can have any of the books you want. So just one, though, one per person
2: asking Yay. for a friend. our hosts exempt because i'm asked kelsey wanted to know if the hosts could um sign up as yes well. you can absolutely <laughs> asking for a friend as
1: we asking always do <laughs> the only other
2: host here asking for the friend that was me oh, it was me guys i wanted to know but that's was so sweet. cool what a generous gift carrie what a what a wonderful yeah, thank gift. you yeah this was so much fun thank you so much for being here thanks yeah. for
1: having me of course. We're going to head over to the Patreon. We'll keep chatting for a couple more moments. So if you guys are like, what the F's the Patreon? That's where we post extended video versions of every episode. So you get to watch. It's a little more personal. Uh, You get, you know, the before and after the behind the scenes, so to speak. Uh, We keep it. Extra, extra casual on the Patreon. So we get a little silly and delusional usually at that that point, which is very entertaining, I will add. And it's just a fun way for y'all to connect with us more. You can comment on the shows. You can support the show financially a couple bucks every month uh, to help just support the show and show your love and appreciation. So yeah, just go to patreon.com slash high vibe for the rest of this extended episode. And we love you so much. And we hope you have fun connecting to your
2: ancestors. I have shout outs. Hold on. Guys, (laughs) (laughs) Guys, <laughs>
1: <laughs> just that was kidding. such a good
2: sign-off. That was such a good sign-off and I had to ruin it. But no, I have a really quick shout out because me and Kelsey just got our wrapped for Spotify. I know this is going to air in like a couple weeks or whatever, but for anyone who joined us in 2023, we got like, 70, something like 70% of our most avid readers found us this year in 2023. So guys, thank you so much. Also, there's a crap ton of you that have us as your number one podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. If we're in your top one, top five, top 10, if we're in your top hundred, if you only listen to this episode, thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate every single one of you. And it was so much fun when Kelsey sent me that wrap that I just had to, I had to say something and extend our gratitude for everybody that listens. And if you listen on Apple, thank you also.
1: (laughs) And on Spotify alone, we're in almost 90 countries. Wow. There's not not even that many countries in the world. I think there's like 200 or less. So we're basically about to be everywhere. So thank you for sharing with your friends, your international (laughs) friends. Shout out to Mexico. I saw you on the map. Shout (laughs) out to Brazil. I saw you on the map. Uh, What were our other top countries?
2: I'm trying to think. Shout out to India. We saw you on the map. The UK was a top country. Yes. You guys are text messaging our episodes to people. You're sharing them. We really, honestly, really appreciate every single one of you. Please keep sharing because it gets uh, more listeners, more people knowing about this show and, and it just broadcasts it to people that need it. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you. you. Thanks so much for tuning
1: into the show. Thank you to everybody who has left a review and shared the podcast with friends and
2: family. We super appreciate it. It really helps the show a lot. You can further support the show by joining patreon.com slash high to get exclusive content, extended episodes, bonuses, and more. Thanks again for listening. We love you so much and we'll be back next week with another new episode. Bye. Bye.